Welcome to the Uncomfortable Truth. The topic today is conspiracies. Woo! Conspiracies. You know, when I was a kid, we collected baseball cards. These were picture cards, usually put out by Topps Gum Company or something like that. So you bought their gum in order to obtain six or ten picture cards of baseball players. And the idea, idea was to collect the entire set. Uh, and there you know, might have been a couple hundred cards in the entire set. And so they got you to buy a lot of gum. That was capitalism, and that was good. Now... You kept buying these things because there were some cards that were rarer than others, depending upon where you lived in the country. And before the internet, you couldn't just trade countrywide. So where I lived in New Jersey, at the time it was very difficult to get the picture card of the Washington Senators team. There isn't even any longer a Washington Senators team, but back then there was. And two of the players on the Washington Senators. So those three cards were rare, so we kept buying gum to try to get them. And one day I actually got them. It was a revelation, like hitting the lottery. But none of us sat around saying, I, my God, this is a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy to get us to buy more gum. It's the military gum industrial complex. Today everything's a conspiracy. Some dumb woman on the internet talking about climate change as though we're all going to die tomorrow responds to me when I questioned her logic. Oh, I'm not talking to you. You're a denier. Because us deniers are in some conspiracy to disprove what everyone believes about climate change. Well, some people believe something, some others believe other things, and we have to listen to both sides, I think. Ever since Eisenhower's military-industrial complex back in the 50s, people have been thinking about these conspiracies. Ironically, Eisenhower himself was the guy who finally did in Joe McCarthy who was the conspiracy king with his House Un-American Activities Committee, HUAC. Yes, boys and girls, there used to be a House Un-American Activities Committee, you know, holding reams of paper in his hands, talking about lists of communists in the government. He was a big conspiracist, conspiracy person, conspirer. And Eisenhower uh, finally took him out, to his credit. But Eisenhower thought there was a conspiracy himself among the military and industries. And so we have all kinds of people fearing conspiracies today. You know, the survivalists out in the woods who are building shelters and they're going to live on their own after uh, everything collapses. There are cults of people, you know, from Jonestown to Waco, Texas, you name it, who believe that everybody's conspiring against them. Sometimes the government, sometimes aliens. But you know something? It's not just fringe movements. You can understand it with fringe movements. But the uncomfortable truth is that a lot of mainline people see conspiracies. They see conspiracies in a belief that the government and the pharmaceutical industry are trying to hide details about how vaccinations lead to autism, when the overwhelming scientific evidence is that there's no connection. But it's hard to even talk about pharma these days, about pharmaceutical companies, without someone yelling conspiracy. It's a conspiracy to charge higher prices. Are there trespasses? You know, are there activities that are inappropriate? Of course there are. Some medicines cost too much. This thing with the the pen uh, recently uh, was an example of that. But not many people take the time to understand that pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer and Merck are investing well over a billion dollars a year in research for breakthrough drugs because it costs that much because of the government regulations required for safe testing. You can't just develop something and release it. And most of what they develop, since it's innovative, doesn't work. 
and it's tremendously expensive. The media are constantly cited as being in conspiracy behind one political point of view or another. It's usually the one that you're not in favor of. Banks are part of the conspiracy. Wall Street's part of the conspiracy. In fact, this 1% movement, which was bizarre and dissolved as it should have because there was no there there, was all about some kind of conspiracy in Wall Street and among the banks and so on, yet nobody could put their finger on what the conspiracy was. It's just the fact that some people were making more money than others and that shouldn't be allowed, a generally socialist position. If you like that kind of thing, then vote for Bernie Sanders next time he runs. Bernie Sanders, by the way, just by point of digression, has very expensive homes, vacation homes and his, his normal home and so forth. He's, he's some socialist. So the government is believed to be part of a conspiracy, and technology people are in a conspiracy, and airlines are in a conspiracy, you name it. You know, I get hysterical about this stuff. There's a government conspiracy out at Hangar 52 or Site 59 or whatever the hell it is out there in the desert where they've got some aliens apparently stashed away, you know, <laughs> because UFOs are another conspiracy. And the, the aliens crashed and they got them out there. Listen to me. The government can't hide anything. The government cannot keep secrets. So look at WikiLeaks. Look at NSA. The government is terrible at keeping secrets. The moon landing was a conspiracy. It never happened. It was on a Hollywood set. Somebody points out the flag wasn't blowing on the moon. That's because you ignoramus. There's, there's no atmosphere on the moon and hence no wind. But the government's the last body, the last entity that keeps secrets. It's hard to believe they're in a conspiracy with anyone since conspiracies, one would think, involve secrets. You know, recently PETA, the people for what? The ethical reform of animals, ethical treatment of animals, PETA, caused more harm than good. I mean, they're big conspiracy people that animals are being treated poorly. And, you know, they just released 70,000 minks in Minnesota in this huge mink farm uh, somewhere outside of Minneapolis. They released 70,000 of these animals and everyone will die. Every single animal will die. They don't know how to get water on their own. They don't know how to do anything on their own. They can't survive in the wild. But before they die, and by the time you're hearing this, they're all dead. By the time they die, they will have killed every chipmunk in the area. They will have killed every chicken in the area. They will have killed every duckling in the area. That's what they would have done first. And that's what happens with conspiracy beliefs. You act worse than the so-called conspiracy. You know, who are the deplorables now? I'd love to be in an airport when the plane is canceled and people around the gates say they didn't have enough people. You know, they canceled this fight because there weren't enough people on it. That's an airline conspiracy. Do you really think that airlines would rather keep their plane on the ground and have to reschedule things the next day? I've seen planes fly empty because they needed the equipment in another city. They needed the pilots in another city. Do you really think they want to do that just because of a few empty seats? What kills me with a lot of these conspiracists is that they're saying the flight was canceled because the plane didn't have enough passengers and there's easily 200 people sitting around them in the lounge. What are they thinking? There are food conspiracies. You know, don't eat red meat. Don't eat eggs. Don't drink milk. Don't drink wine because the food industry is poisoning us until everybody reverses these positions because they didn't know what they were talking about. Remember built-in obsolescence? Some of you do. There was a conspiracy that manufacturers were building in obsolescence to their appliances so we'd have to buy new ones. And by the way, while I'm on that, remember Y2K? Let me say that again because I just love saying it. Y2K. It sounds like a question in Korean, doesn't it? Y2K. Please don't send me letters. 
The trouble with Y2K was that that conspiracy failed. Planes didn't fall out of the skies. TVs didn't stop working. Nothing to it. So why do we have all these conspiracists? Why do we have all these people running around like Chicken Little, shouting that the sky is falling? I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why six times. Number one, paranoia. These people are paranoid. We fear when we don't fully understand. And so we create conspiracies to create some reason, some scapegoat, some way that we can try to understand. We come up with bogeymen. We come up with people who are trying to create problems for us so we don't have to understand the universe around us. Number two is we have a dumbed-down public. They're not truly educated. Liberal arts have left the schools. They thrive on rumors. They thrive on easy targets. If you don't believe that, just read Facebook. Number three is social media, speaking of Facebook. It makes it easy to create confirmation bias. And that is, you only follow and listen to and support and believe that news and those rumors which support your own opinion. And you don't pay attention to the things that might cause you to change your opinion. Such as it's impossible that there are aliens out in the desert under government watch all these years. Number four, we have a real need to find a villain. You know, not just a scapegoat, but a villain. We need to blame somebody. We're not so eager to find cause of a problem or a situation. We want to find blame. Let's blame somebody. Let's get them fired. That's what conspiracies are about. We want to stone someone, metaphorically, in the public square. You know, these are people who would like to be back in the old Roman Colosseum, watching these gladiators fight, waiting for the thumbs up or the thumbs down. We need a good conspiracy to prove the other side is evil and mean and wicked because we're a polarized society. Number five, the media taint us. Movies and TV love conspiracies. They talk about the most outlandish conspiracies in the world. I mean, storylines that are ridiculous. I love a show like Homeland, except in the last year or so, it's jumped the shark. And the conspiracies are ridiculous. They're implausible, unbelievable. But they create dramatic tension, so they like to use them. And number six is when you assign blame to conspiracies, you yourself are trying to cover up the fact that you're weak and afraid. And so these combination of factors, you know, paranoia and the dumbed-down public and social media that supports them, the need to find villains, the media tainting us, the need not to try to appear weak and afraid, all of these things create conspiracies. And when you start to think about it, the people and entities we're accusing of conspiracies just aren't smart enough to carry all that off. It doesn't work that way. And very few conspiracies in history have ever worked out that way. If you look at the assassinations of everybody from the Archduke, which started the First World War, to uh, Lincoln in the Civil War, to John F. Kennedy, all of these were accidental. They were mistaken. They were lone people who got lucky, so to speak, in having the opportunity to create great evil. But these weren't massive conspiracies. The revolutions weren't massive conspiracies. The four great revolutions, Russia and France and Great Britain and, and the United States, 
These were not conspiracies. These were bad people conspiring. Everything was out in the open. They were revolutions out of desperation, not conspiratorial conduct. And in companies, we tend to do the same thing. We blame people at a certain level. We blame the bosses, or we blame the sales team, or we blame R&D. They're out to get us. Folks, if you walk around thinking that people are out to get you, they probably will, not because they really are, but because you'll maneuver yourself into that position so they do, because that's what you're really looking for, because that's where paranoia leads you. And that is the uncomfortable truth.